Welcome to the Central Group Leadership Podcast, a podcast to inform, instruct, and inspire you toward creating community within your church. Here's your hosts, Pastor Anthony Matrone and Pastor Sarah Holmes. All right, well, welcome to episode 11 of the Central Group Leadership Podcast. Uh, This is where we hope to help you lead your group to closeness with God and with others. It is so good to have you here listening to the podcast today. And Sarah, it's good to have you here with me. You know, it's it's good to have you here. If if you're listening to this, Pastor Anthony just got back from Mm -hmm. Italy. So he's a little sleepy right now, even. Man, I want to go to bed so bad. Oh gosh. I'm a little slap happy too. A little bit. It's taking us a few few takes here. Just just (laughs) if we're being honest. It's true. Peek behind the curtain here. We're 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 struggling today. And I mean by we I mean myself. Okay. Yeah. We'll put you, put it all on you. Anyway, Pastor Anthony's back. Tell us a little bit about Italy highlights. Oh man. In like (laughs) 10 seconds. It was a fantastic trip. The most amazing part was the people we went with and the people we were able to serve. Mm. I mean, it was just amazing. Also second best was the pizza. Of course. I had seven pizzas last week. Wow. And how long were you there? I think we were actually in Italy for about 10 days, and there's two travel days. Yeah, so 10 days, seven pizzas. That's important. Um, a lot of pasta, a lot of pastries, cappuccino. Wow. Oh, my goodness. If you're listening to this, hopefully you're not hungry right now. Oh, man. Now. And you know what? I haven't eaten since I've been here because I don't want to eat anything <laughs> Ruin else. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They just don't make food here yeah. like they do in Italy. It's not the same. It's not yeah, the same. Well, so. we're glad that you're back. It's we, good to be back. We were excited to welcome back the Italy team. It's good to have you guys back. If you're listening to this today, um, we have an awesome guest, Cecilia. Corbin came in and shared with us. So the episode's on vulnerability and she shared Mm -hmm. it beautifully. So I'm just going to share a little bit about her if you're listening to this. So Cecilia was born and raised in South Africa where her parents served as missionaries for over 23 years. At age 13, she moved with her family back to the United States and has lived in Branson, Missouri since returning. She graduated from Evangel University where she earned a BS in psychology with a concentration in biblical studies. She now works in Evangel's student activities department and is pursuing her master's in clinical mental health counseling. Her passions include discipleship, psychology, helping to form meaningful communities, and singing karaoke in the car. Awesome. Singing karaoke in the car. That's my favorite part <laughs> of her bio. so good. So we hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Cecilia, we are so excited to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and hang out with you guys and chat today. Yeah, it's awesome. I met Cecilia, I mean, roughly through Evangel during our undergrad, but um, campus ministry team, we met through that and Mm. Cecilia was on it. And so I am so excited to have you share about what I witnessed being on that team with you. Yes, so Sarah has, has raved about yeah. you. So <laughs> high so expectations nice. today, oh, Cecilia. Wow. Oh, wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm very best. excited. Yeah. What have you been up to this summer? Give us like a punch of so people can know what sure. what's up. I am enjoying summer. I am enjoying the right to eat ice cream, whatever yes. I want. Yes. Because Amen. it's warm outside and <laughs> spending time in the sun getting ready for grad school and just working on my house. You know, summer's the time you do all that stuff that right. you push right. off throughout yep. the year. So yep. this is my time to do it all now. So that's awesome. Lots of cleaning Great. and fun stuff. 
Awesome. I, yeah. I love that you gave everyone permission to eat ice cream. We'll covet yeah. that word. I mean, I didn't need it. The permission. <laughs> right. I've been doing that, that was... almost daily. I mean, when you, when you have kids, you're like, exactly. it's just happening. When, when's ice cream happening today? Right. Sorry it's to the so lactose good. free people. Uh, we yeah. apologize, well, they have stuff for them. They, I would say they can good. still make it happen. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, when I was on this ministry team with Cecilia, one of the things that we were led into often was just being authentic with one another and being vulnerable with one another, encouraging um, a space of safety to share. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today yeah. is this act of vulnerability in small groups and why it's so important. And so Cecilia, do you want to just start with providing like a definition or just an overall understanding of what we mean when we talk about vulnerability? Yeah, absolutely. So I think most simplistically, I communicate the idea of vulnerability as the act of sharing your insides. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to add the caveat to that, that when we're talking about vulnerability, I, it's separated from things that I've, I believe we've already reconciled, right? So mm -hmm. vulnerability is risk. It's mm -hmm. exposing ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's sharing the parts of ourselves that are still messy or the thoughts that are unprocessed. Um, and so that's that's what I would drive at when we talk about vulnerability. I know there's a group of us that fall in the camp of being able to share things that are already reconciled and you've already dealt with it. You know how you feel about it. Yep. And it's easy to communicate. Yep. And right. I, I would call that authenticity, mm. but I wouldn't say that that's vulnerability. Exactly. It's yeah. when we share the raw stuff that's happening inside our hearts and minds. Ah, that's good. Thanks for differentiating yeah. that because I think that yeah. can get a little bit confused and fuzzy there. Um, I would I would say about myself that I'm not good at mm -hmm. vulnerability yeah sarah would you agree I would. she smiled she smiled <laughs> she when i said that <laughs> anthony um, is wonderful but that is yeah, inaccurate I, that's not yeah. that's not a strength of mine yeah. and i don't think i'm really alone in that i think there's no, a lot of people absolutely. that are that way male or female i think right. it, it doesn't really matter um so how do you how do you bring that out in people mm. in, a, in a small group setting where yeah. obviously you're saying it's a risk it's an uncomfortable thing so it's yeah. for most of us not natural um how do you bring that out yeah. So I love that you brought that up because I too struggle with this. Mm. So I'm, when we're talking about the subject of vulnerability for me as a group leader, it's something that I have to push myself to do yeah. still. Mm. Um, there are two components that I think can be helpful when we're thinking of the context of a group and trying to create a culture of vulnerability. Number one is just setting the invitation, right? Mm. Saying that mm. this is a place where you're welcome to be vulnerable. We know that um, just because we say something doesn't mean people are going to believe us, but it's right. important to communicate that as a piece to say, hey, you are welcome to share here. Vulnerability is a bedrock of what we want to happen in mm -hmm. this group. Um, but I think the most powerful way to do that is through modeling. So people are going to feel a lot safer to do something if they see you model that. So mm -hmm. for group leaders, I think it's really hard to ask someone to share vulnerably and personally unless we're willing to do that ourselves. Right. And that also sets the tone to say, hey, if the person who's leading the group can do this, if the person who's supposed to be quote unquote in charge is willing to be vulnerable, then maybe it's safe for me to do that mm. as well. Um, and obviously that looks different in different contexts. We have to weigh the safety of a group. So how right. you share in week eight may look very different than how you share in week one, but mm. being willing to take those steps ourselves, I believe is, is one of the most important keys to creating that as a culture in your group. That's so good. And, you know, I'm hearing you say you model it, you give opportunity, you put that invite out. Where's the balance of like, maybe asking someone and maybe it's in yeah. private, like, Hey, would you mind sharing this? You've shared it with me. Like, where's the balance of not forcing someone, but giving that opportunity and maybe even a push. 
Yeah, I think there are multiple ways to do that. And I love that you brought that up because um, I think for group leaders to invite vulnerability, we have to be willing to ask bold and direct questions too. And we don't Mm. force people to do that or to respond to them. But if we want to get to something that's vulnerable, then let's ask questions that are going to incite that. Mm. Um, So there are a couple ways I think of that. Number one, I think questions that everybody answers in a group that can, that get everyone involved are really positive. So at the beginning of your group, if you have if you have a baseline question that everybody gets to answer, so it helps people feel more comfortable sharing and talking, I think mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, but then you'll always, you know, in every group, you've got those people that may be more willing to step out. And like Sarah said, I love that you brought it up. You can talk to those people privately, mm-hmm. or if you feel safe to do it in your group, just asking them, hey, mm-hmm. so-and-so, you, you've shared things with me at, at a different time, or you've, you've noted things. I think you have great thoughts on this subject. Would you be willing to share with mm-hmm. us? Um, and I, I think that's okay to do as long as we retain the knowledge that vulnerability is invited, but it's not a demand we can yeah. make on people. Right. So we can't demand that they do that. Yeah. And we need to be good in communicating that too. Mm. Um, but I love that you brought up, yeah, asking people directly is a great way to do that. Awesome. Is, is part of modeling too that that you don't go too far right. with things? I mean, <laughs> and, and how do you find that? That boundary, that that line as a leader. Yeah. And, and then I, I guess a second question to that, if there's somebody in the group that's crossing that line, yeah. right. where, where do you go? So that's kind that's of a good. two-part question. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And, and it wasn't part of our question list either. So <laughs> I love that you brought that up. I mean, I think we have all had the experience of being in a group and having someone share and it just kind of being off tenor for the moment. Mm. Right. I think everybody's had that experience in some way. So I just, I would suggest that, you know, there's kind of a human instinct that we have to know that line to mm. some degree as a group leader. And if you're a group leader, you probably already have that skill set. Sure. If you're already in that position, I would, I would think mm-hmm. you kind of know that. So um, I think how you share in a group is always going to look different than how you may share one-on-one with someone. And mm-hmm. so that's a good thing to keep in mind. At like the depth and the level and and the emotions that you may communicate one on one might look different than in a group. Mm-hmm. So I would I would keep that in the back of your mind. But um, again, going back to just direct communication, when people do that in your group, if there's an opportunity to just say, "Hey, thank you so much for sharing. We need to move on to a to a separate part, or we want to invite mm. other people to do that." You can say that. Sure. But if that opportunity d- doesn't present itself, I think it's fine to pull people aside after and just say, "Hey, I loved what you shared. Um, in the context of what we were doing, it just didn't quite feel like the right moment. Mm. So, is there a way that we can help loop other people into being able to share as well? Mm. Or this might have. Um, you know, we want this to be a space where everybody can communicate and enjoy the time together or something to that degree. Of course, you want to choose your words carefully and, yeah. and keep um, people's hearts at the forefront of that. But I think it's important to keep the needs of the, of the group at the forefront, too. Yes. Like your group is for your individuals. Right. But it's still it's still a group. It's time. a collective thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's so good. What about a group that's been meeting and they have formed a culture of vulnerability and sharing and we want to be inviting our newer faces into those communities we don't want to make it it is ours it's not ours to share this is just us so someone joins the group 
could be overwhelming to step into a culture of vulnerability and like, especially for me. Right. And like, like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, do I have to share something right now? Like how do we handle situations like that? Yeah. I love that you brought that up because that's really um, important for integrating people in. So I think number one, talking to the person themselves and just sharing what the culture of your group is like ahead of time can Mm -hmm. help fight that overwhelm. Right. Mm -hmm. So when this person joins saying, hey, just so you know, we really value X, Y, and Z in our group. And so mm-hmm. you'll probably notice people are going to share a lot. You are welcome to do that. We don't expect you to on the outset, but this is who we are. And we really believe that sharing vulnerably adds value to our yeah. group. That's good. Um, I think being comfortable with the fact that people may want to be observers at the outset and giving them space to do that. Mm. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to go to a new group and then share some of my deepest, darkest hurts with anyone. Right. Mm. So being comfortable with the fact that those people may not be at the level of sharing that others in your group are for a while Mm -hmm. is okay. Again, questions that involve everyone, but I think it's also important to train your group members or at least encourage that they are they are inviting people into the fold too, right? Yeah. So, um, if if the person's not willing to share in the large group context, then sh- then demonstrating or having group members make sure that they're still trying to pursue that person on that's an individual great. level. That's so good, even if that's just during the time when they're hanging out before right. everyone's together, I think mm-hmm. is a good way to help get people integrated and feel comfortable sharing. Uh, that's great advice. That's awesome. I also want to go back to, you know, if, if you've been through our group leader training, mm. uh, you know, we talk about, um, uh, we call it history giving. Mm. So at the beginning of every group, everyone has, we, we take five to six weeks. Um, each group member gets to share their story. Yeah, um, and so yeah. remember to go back to that. Uh, when you have somebody new come into the fold, let them share their story. Remember, they need to hear the other stories of the mm-hmm. of the group members. So you may have a a few weeks of kind right. of going back to that history giving piece. I think can be really helpful in vulnerability as well. Yeah, yeah that's great. It's so good. I'm going to have us take a step back because there might be someone listening to this that's like, okay, you're choosing that way of group life. Yeah. It's not really my style. Mm. In your personal experience, so whatever you're comfortable yeah. sharing, like. What, how does being in a culture of vulnerability, having that space, having that community impact your life? Yeah, I am so glad you brought that up, Sarah, because this, I think for me, vulnerability in groups has been such a journey Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. So you mentioned at the beginning, you and I were a part of a ministry team. Mm -hmm. Um, This subject, this type of culture was a key part of that ministry team that we were on. Um, but I would say, so I've been a part of that organization for five years. I would say for the first two, I did not buy into this idea. At mm. all. I was quiet. I was on the side. I was like, yeah. no, thanks. Have a good time. I'm just here to do my job and leave. Um, but I think that over time, number one, I just, I began to notice that there was a depth of what God wanted to do in my life that wasn't happening without community. Right. Mm. So like, we believe that we are made for community and to be in community. And I I think there were things that people needed to speak into my life that I was missing because I wasn't willing to share what was going on. And mm-hmm. so it didn't look like me sharing all of my, my stuff right at the beginning, but I just kind of took little steps. I thought, okay, this person seems kind of cool. They seem kind of safe. Let me, let me risk something. And I remember so many moments where I was met with, input or a prayer or just words that Mm -hmm. God was using that person to speak into my life 
that I wouldn't have if I had just kept silent. And Mm -hmm. so seeing that, seeing um, other people finding healing in community and just, and noticing that I I was feeling lighter, I was feeling um, clearer about what God was doing in my life because I wasn't bearing all of my burdens alone. Mm -hmm. I, I really think those were the things that kind of pushed me over the edge to think, okay, vulnerability in community is valuable because mm. I believe it's it's a means through which God works in our lives. Yeah. It's a means through which um, God uses other people to be agents of his healing in our lives. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that kind of hits on what you were driving yeah. at, but I, I think being willing to take the small risks led to such incredible long-term gain in my life right. and value in my life. Right. I think you're also hitting on sometimes when we think about vulnerability, we associate it so, so strong with feelings, right? Yeah. Like, hmm. okay, if I feel this is a moment to be, and that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you deliberately take a choice mm-hmm. that had thought into it that, okay, I'm going to choose to take this risk to be vulnerable. Yeah. Would that's you good. say that was the case? Absolutely. I love that you highlighted that distinction because it, I don't think there was ever a moment where I felt like being vulnerable, right? <laughs> like there was not a moment where I thought, "Ooh, this feels like I want to do this <laughs> now. But I just remember, like I said, observing and watching what being vulnerable was yielding in the lives of other people. And that gave me faith to try it myself. And then the transformative work that was born out of that was mm-hmm. really what ended up um, helping me buy into vulnerability mm-hmm. as a value in group That's culture. Good. Yeah. And really what a gift you're giving to group members as a group leader Yeah, to, to model it, first of all, um, and and for them to be able to say, okay, yeah, I, I can do a little bit of this too, and then see the healing come from that. I mean, what a gift. Yeah. And uh, group leadership is, yeah. as we always talk about, is so important, and you guys are the heroes of this church. And if you're not from here and you're doing it, you're heroes right. where you're at. But um, so, okay, so some people, though, have been burned yeah. by this yeah. and burned badly. Yeah. I mean, mm. what do we do with that person? Yeah. How do, how do we kind of work them through that? Obviously, I imagine it's a, a bit of an, uh, an ease you got to kind of take. Yeah. Them there. I'm so glad that we bring that up because it's it's not all sunshines and rainbows to yeah. be a vulnerable group leader or, mm-hmm. or to participate in that way. So I think the first thing is that we just we acknowledge the gravity of what it is to be burned by that. Um, we talked mm-hmm. about vulnerability in the definition earlier that that's exposing yourself to be vulnerable is to risk something and it's to expose yourself. And when that is ill received or rejected, that creates very deep wounds. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, for those of us that may be in contact with someone that's had that experience, that understanding has to shape how we interact and what we ask of them. I would say that, you know, um, while I, I believe that sharing vulnerably is valuable and being a group leader who will share vulnerably is valuable, there's not um, there's no judgment if you have to step back from that mm. permanently or for mm. a time, right? Like there are some situations where we would just say, don't do that again. You don't need to experience that again. And that's okay. Sure. And I think we have to be willing to say, I see that you could have a great skill set for this, but this may not be your season or your time to do it. And so we're fine with letting you just participate. Um, But then this is now my challenge Mm -hmm. still. Hmm. Years ago, I had a friend who had this quote on her Instagram bio, and it rings in my ears to this day. And can you tell I was raised in a digital age? (laughs) (laughs) But 
she had this quote on her Instagram and she said, I, I fear not the blade for such a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. And I think of this in the context of group leading because mm-hmm. I believe that being a group leader who invites vulnerability in the spaces that you lead is a worthy cause because of the transformation that it can lead to when Christ is at the center of that. So, mm-hmm. so for any worthy cause, there is always a risk. For anything that we step out and do that exposes us, there's always a risk, but it doesn't mean that that the risk isn't worth taking. And that's my challenge is to say for the group leaders who have been burned but still sense this is really maybe a calling in their lives or mm-hmm. something that God is asking them to be to do, um, be willing to take that risk and surround yourself with people who will support you through it as you're getting back on the horse. Um you have great resources in this church mm-hmm. and, and great trainings that you can go to that help. But I, I think we really have to be careful not to get caught in the fear of trying again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Like, I think to some degree there will always be challenges. There will be trials and there will be triumphs in group leading, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make you a failure to right. have a moment in a group that isn't great or to have a season that wasn't perfect. Um, but it's still something that's worth doing. And, and I, I would encourage a group leader who's been burned to consider that or at least wrestle with it and then see what God is speaking to them in the midst of that. That's awesome. So good. Cecilia, as we wrap up, do you have any last takeaways or just words of encouragement even that you want our group leaders to hear? Yeah, I would just echo what both of you said earlier. Group leading is hard. And it's scary, and that's okay, and it's still worth doing. So um, thank you to those people who are willing to do it and step into doing it. Keep doing what you're doing and know that it's it's a journey, and I, I think um, God grows us as much by doing it as he does the people in our group. And so, you know, we don't have to do it perfectly. We just need to show up and, and let him continue to work through us um, and see what comes out of that. So, yeah. yeah. Kudos to all of you for doing it. It's awesome. That's great. Cecilia, it's been awesome talking to you today. And uh, uh, you're just such an amazing person. And (laughs) everything Sarah said about you is so true. In these 20 minutes, I've been sitting here talking with you. And I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do in your life uh, over these next few years. And I just really appreciate you taking the time today. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Wow, well, that was an incredible conversation with Cecilia. Absolutely. Wisdom beyond her years, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, she's, um, she's wonderful. You know, just a couple of things that, that sort of stuck out to us as we were listening back to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I think it was really neat how she differentiated between authenticity and vulnerability. She she defined authenticity as sharing things that have been reconciled. So right. those things that you've gone through, um, but you're you've kind of come to grips with them. You you kind yeah. of understand you know how how it's impacted your life, and and you, you've you've sort of moved on from those things. So that's a really great thing to share yeah. uh, in a group setting. You want to be authentic, um, but maybe a deeper thing is that vulnerability piece that we talked right. about throughout throughout the episode, uh, which she defined as sharing raw stuff in mind and hearts. Yes. So that's, that's pretty big. I mean, that's, that's the stuff that's just, it's going on right now. Yeah. It's happening and you're just, you're kind of letting it all out. Right. Now there's, there's boundaries yes. <laughs> that we don't which, want to right. cross um, there, which we talked about 
um, in the episode. What about you, Sarah? Would you? Would yeah, you get? I think as a group leader, one of the good questions that we talked about that I wanted to just revisit really quick is how to facilitate vulnerability. We don't want to force it on people. We don't want it to become this like control, awkward, weird thing. That's not what vulnerability is about. But one of the key ways to facilitate vulnerability is asking good questions as group leaders. Like think about these before you meet some mm-hmm. of the questions you may ask. You don't even have to ask them all, but just have some ready. And one of the key things, don't ask yes or no questions. Yeah. You know, that's going to shut down, not really invite, unless you ask, oh, can you tell me more about that? Always mm-hmm. get a little gentle command. Tell me more about that. Other than that, try to stick with like what or how. It gives mm-hmm. a little more room to explain and share. And you still can use that gentle command of, tell me more after a second. That invites yeah. that person to share a little more depth. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, we hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Um, if you liked the episode, make sure to uh, leave us a rating. Yeah. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that because that's the easiest way uh, to get new episodes that are dropped um, every couple of weeks. So, uh, again, thank you for listening today, and yeah. we will listen next time. Bye.